Carol G. Juan Gabriel. Christina Aguilera. What do these three have in common? You mean apart from impeccable style, chart-topping canciones, and drama? Facts, yes, all of the above are correct. But most importantly, they're some of the biggest Latin icons in the world. And they're just a few of the game-changing Latin stars we're covering in Becoming an Icon Season 2. Listen to Becoming an Icon on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, Ken, did you know that gold is the only currency that's held its value since the dawn of money? Well, I did. Thanks to our friends at Legacy Precious Metals, the most trusted name in gold investing. Investing in gold protects you against inflation and gives you a hedge against stock market volatility. Don't leave your retirement to chance. Call Legacy Precious Metals today at 866-691-2173. Or download your free investor's guide now at buylegacygold.com. That's buylegacygold.com. You will fail. So what? Everybody does. But your gym, your watch your yoga pants, they pretend you won't. So when you miss a day, eat the pancakes. Give up on a workout? You failed? Seriously, what the hell? We're Body. We've been a part of that too, but not anymore. At Body, we're rejecting perfection and embracing reality. Not in a pizza Monday kind of way, in a loving your whole life kind of way. In a, this workout is fun and it's okay if I take a week off kind of way. In an, I'm eating healthy and it's okay if I indulge kind of way. In a, I like myself no matter what kind of way. Yeah, you will fail. We all will. But we're not going to let that be the end. You see that? We're already making progress. So let's keep going. We are Body. Start your free trial at body.com. That's B-O-D-I dot com. I don't think there's a day when I get up and I start looking at the news websites, not in the last six months, maybe year, that I don't see a story like the following. Here's the headline. Burglars wanted an hour-long spree of restaurant break-ins from Calabasas to Westlake Village. And I'd have to think back many years when a streak like this was going on in Southern California. This has just been unbelievable. Help is needed to identify a team of burglars who broke into several restaurants in Calabasas, Agora Hills, and Westlake Village in just one hour. Mm. There's all sorts of surveillance video being released. A total of seven restaurants between 2.35 a.m. and 3.35 a.m. By the way, break it into a restaurant. What are you expecting to get? Maybe a little bit of cash left there? It says they went for the cash register and the safe. But a lot of people now pay by credit card at restaurants, don't they? And Almost everybody We're going to find his receipts. What do you... Yeah, there, there's, there's hardly any cash used anymore at restaurants. Why do they constantly con- they break into restaurants a lot? Are, are these dumb understand. criminals? See, I, uh, I, I get busting into these, uh, uh, these, these handbag shops. Oh, yeah. Uh, because exactly. the handbags... I think they, they smashed into a Neiman Marcus in Beverly Hills the other day. Oh, they did. They drove a car right through the window and then grabbed all the stuff they wanted to steal. <clears throat> and then they jumped into another car. No, well, that makes the, the police I hate got to say there. this, but that makes sense. That's the way to do it. Yeah, that is the way to do it. So the police, make it harder to trace because the first car may have gotten damaged. Plus, the security will pick up the license plate or whatever. The police got there in three minutes, and it was too late. They were already gone. They were in their uh, car number two, so they sacrificed the first car because they they make such a haul 
with all of the stuff bags. they grabbed. Oh, those, right, there's, there's a bunch of them run out at once and just grab yeah. everything in sight. I mean, jewelry sells, I don't know, I forget what they stole even Marcus that day, but the jewelry shops, tens of thousands of dollars they sell. They uh, sell those jewels for. And, and the handbags, you know, are, are, are many thousands of dollars, you know, probably five, ten. Right, Deborah, you've got those. No, I do not have those. But they do sell for that, <laughs> yes, right? Yes, they do. Yes. I, no, you can you can get bags $30,000 even. <laughs> yeah. 30000 Yeah. Gasp. Oh. Crazy. Well, because sometimes my wife likes to go bag shopping, that's all. And maybe that's the problem. Maybe some people have heeded the advice of LAPD and they're not wearing those expensive bags in public. So now the burglars have to smash the windows and grab them out of the stores. Right. You can't just rip them off somebody's neck. His neck. Right. Somebody's arm. But, um, you know, when I, when I see these stories and I ask myself, because I'm, I'm looking now at uh, an editorial in the El Segundo Times. Now that a second recall effort has failed, let George Gascon do the work uh, he was elected to do. There's such a bunch of jerks. Really, they're a bunch of jerks. <laughs> um, I, there, there are two things about that that bother me. A lot of people did not know that this was the work he was going to do. We know that to be true, particularly when polls showed within the first six months he was in office that people wanted him out. And that had to be a lot of people that voted for him because he won pretty easily, because, thanks to all the mail-in ballots. most people in a low-level race don't know and don't pay attention, and most advertisements are... Uh, <laughs> let's see, what's the good word for it? Phony? Most most political ads are lies. They're deceptive. Uh, deceptive is the pri polite word for it, I guess. That's a good word. Well, but, but he also ran in a good year, 2020, when we had all that George Floyd uprising. And people were just in the mood for some kind well, of change. Because, because people started buying into a story that doesn't exist. The idea that the whole system is racist is nonsense. It's garbage. It, it, that, that, that's false. The people in prison are all guilty of something. Occasionally, very, very occasionally, there is a rare exception where somebody got framed, either by the police or somebody else involved in the case. But that is incredibly rare. Most of the people arrested are guilty of something, let alone convicted. It's a whole lot of hooey. Again, it's preying on people's um, uh, uh, um, emotional insecurity, manipulating their brains. Wow. People are so terrified. Well, if you don't agree with this, then you must be a racist too. And you got to have the strength to sit up and say, no, I'm not a racist. But everybody in jail is guilty with very few exceptions. That's not I mean, an outrageous to statement paragraph. to me. That's an accurate statement. Voters heard Gascon's change-oriented proposals for the office during a long 2020 campaign and said yes. Nope. When he took office in December of 2020 and put out those directives the first day, I think anybody in their right mind was like, they really going to do that? Yeah. And so you think the LA Times doesn't know that? Of course they do. Those those silly editorial Did writers. Did he speak at length during the debates about these directives? I don't think so. No. He was very generic, remember? Yes. I think that the system is unfair to people of color and I want to right. make change. But he never, I don't think he laid out, no. oh, I'm going to drop enhancements. Right. right. I'm going to try to get murderers out of prison early. I think 15 years is, is long enough no, for any crime. Did he say this kind and, of stuff? No. Never. And, and the, the little weasels in the LA Times editorial board, they know that. They're doing propaganda. They're lying because that's what they do. You know, they're, they're, they're all caught up in undermining uh, our way of life, too. And, and here's another whopper paragraph. 
criminal justice reforms in California focus on carving back some of the sentencing excesses that characterized the 1980s and 90s when the state engaged in a massive program of prison construction bolstered by legislation and ballot measures that amped up punishment and targeted drug crimes alongside murder and violent mm. assault. Do you know what that did? That led to a decades-long, actually longer than that, parade of politicians bragging about the low crime rates. They were record lows. They Remember were... Tony Villar was out there with the news mm-hmm. conference every yeah. quarter. Oh, oh yeah. look at the... Yeah, acting like we're responsible for that. No, it was in that paragraph I just read when people had enough and passed these laws that cracked down on long-term criminals. Three strikes, a great the, example of that. That was the best time in California. Those were the good it was. days. It took a few years for that to we, kick in. We, and, it, but, and it takes a while for it to kick in for a long term, but it did into the 2000s. Crime went very low. Into the 2010s, it even kept going. Well, crime was very low, and people were locked up, and all they had to do is build more prisons. The prisons were overcrowded, and some silly judge didn't like it. Uh, build more prisons. Build five. Build ten. You know, build them all out in the desert. Build a hundred. Whatever it takes. Get every single bad guy off the streets and put them away for a long time. Never want to hear from them again. Don't care. I don't care if they're in their prison for 10 years, 20 years, 30 years. I don't care. They're the ones making our lives miserable. And we've seen the progressive way, huh? Anybody enjoying this? How many people are really enjoying life in Los Angeles now for the last few years? Who's having a good time? You read the Times and they think it's all going well. There's, uh, there's, and we need more of what Gascon's going to do. Time stop sh- putting people in prison and jails and release the ones that are in. Times ought to go out of business. Let's go after all the cops. They're just comp- they're, they're foolish, foolish people. I, I don't know. They what- even mentioned as on the side of Gascon... He's a, he's a reform innovator, co-authored Prop oh, 47. God, please, oh, good lord! Please, I, I don't know what their what their what their shtick is, what their act is. I don't know what they're trying to accomplish. Well, they've got That's, some kind of readership. Whatever is left that gobbles this stuff up. Am I right? Yeah. <laughs> well, no, it's not much of a readership actually. It's it's, it's enough to keep them afloat. It's one of the lowest. Well, no, Patrick because Sunshine, they go further down this road than they ever have. Patrick Sunchiang's losing losing millions of dollars. Right well, when you're thing. losing subscribers, don't you tend to change the ideological drift of your paper? Instead, they've gone further uh-huh. down this road. I can't believe what's happened just in the last several years. I, I know. With but, this paper, its but, writers, but its stories, its for, emphasis. For a, for a metropolitan area this size, the LA Times circulation is really low. I, uh, and I'm talking about the online reach. And about three-quarters of the people who bother to hit an LA Times page immediately, what they the term is, bounce off it. In other words, they're on briefly for a couple of seconds and they're off. Well, the only it, thing I can a, conclude is that this man is doing this not to make money, but because he thinks he's going to get societal change. This owner of the Times I, and his daughter who I, apparently runs things. I, I don't know why he's doing it. He's got the money to burn, and he's burning it. I think uh, I think last year they said they had lost $50 million running the L.A. Times. And I guess he thinks it's worth it because he thinks they put out good crap. They put, they've blown out much of the newsroom. The writers that are left are young and very low paid. It, it, it's just people who still respect, uh, I call it the coat of arms, right? Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like the old British families who have a coat of arms and people go, well, you know, his grandfather was the Earl of uh, Blaspheme. Exactly. And, and it, but, but all the descendants are, 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 are drunks and drug addicts and swindlers. And, you know, it's just a family that once had a famous name. That's what the LA Times is. It's just a nameplate. It's just a coat of arms. 
But inside, it's all rotty and smelly, and there are dead bodies everywhere. And <laughs> All right, we got more coming up. Johnny Ken, KFI. Now, what do you know? I, I saw this story in the Daily Mail about Lake Mead. We've talked about it a bit. Of course, Lake Mead is a 112-mile-long lake on the Nevada-Arizona border. It's about 20 miles from Las Vegas at its nearest point. And it's been in the news because, well, the water is disappearing. It may be down to 30% of capacity. And as I looked at this story, it turns out that just last night, last night they found more remains. (laughs) Because as the lake dries up, they're finding skeletons. And a lot of the speculation is these are mob hits. Oh, yeah. Well, it was totally a mob run. A lot of them in the 70s or 80s, they think. The 1970s or 80s, it was a big time for rubbing guys out and throwing them in a barrel. The the, the mob relocated in Las Vegas from back east. Yeah, it was in the 50s, right? Going back to the 40s, 40s? I think, Bugsy Siegel days. And, And they did it because there were no laws in Las Vegas. They were always under scrutiny in New York and Chicago. So they they come out to Las Vegas, and it was anything goes for a while. You're right. In its early days, it was controlled by the Chicago Mafia called the Outfit and other clans from the Midwest that came there and got connected. And uh, what they're still trying to sort through, because obviously these remains are so old, they're so decayed, it could take a lot of testing to even get a possible match to an actual mobster that was rubbed out. So we may not have the answer for a while, but this story in the Daily Mail is full of speculation as to who some of the bodies could be. Well, they've got all these famous cases, and it's mob-connected guys. And, usually and these they, are guys whose bodies were never found. They disappeared. Yeah, and usually they were skimming profits from the casino. That's usually exactly what it was. Uh, one victim could be George Vandermark. A mob casino manager who, yep, you're he right, disappeared after skimming as much as 15 million in coins from slot machines at the Argent Corporation's casinos. He allegedly cheated not only on the IRS, but also his mafia bosses. He was last seen at an Arizona hotel in 1976. His son, who was in touch with him after he went missing, was found murdered the following year. Mm. So speculation is that Vandermark could be one of the bodies that turns up the uh, i think he fled to costa rica but some say uh-uh they killed him one, one of the one of the top killers was uh, tony spilotro out of chicago he was the enforcer and he was a mafia captain in vegas and they suspect him in 20 mob related murders and disappearances from 75 to 77 well that's how they uh yeah. Make sure that you're not going to cause them any more trouble. Well, they wipe you out. There's so there was so much easy money flowing out of those casinos. And if you're a lower paid, lower ranking, you know, middleman guy or, you know, foot soldier and you were in charge of taking the bag of money from one boss to the next, how could you resist not putting your hand in the bag and taking some of the coins? Another the possibility cash? is a guy by the name of William Crespo, who was a cocaine trafficker. But he flipped and became a witness for the government. Oh, well, he disappeared in 1983. He was about to testify against some of the casino executives. Yeah, it's a bad idea. He could be another body, right? Uh, <laughs> another mobster named Bobby Eugene Shaw, who went missing in 1977. 
Uh, his sister says the police has contacted her and her nephew about collecting family DNA for a possible check for a match to the remains found more recently at Lake Mead. So and, and they, that's they, one they, they think highly it's possible. They find some of these guys in barrels. <laughs> yes, apparently that was a mob tactic to put you in a barrel. They stuff you in a barrel. Do they kill you first and then stuff you in a barrel, or do they just have you drown in there? Uh, I think they kill you first. I think they do. Shoot yeah. you up, and then they... Uh... Yeah, it says here, historians say mobsters sometimes prefer to barrel as a more dramatic gesture. In 1976, a Vegas mobster was found dead inside, inside a floating barrel as far away as Biscayne Bay in Florida. Well, the, had the barrel get to Florida? Well, I don't think it's a case from, from Vegas. It was probably another... It was probably a Florida. Somebody, somebody, somebody drove the barrel, mob, dumped it in Biscayne Bay. Out. Exactly right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's, it's, it's comical how they killed people. Yeah. Uh, they spoke to staffers. I don't know if you've ever heard of this. Las Vegas has a mob museum. I've never been there. I've seen the signs for it. Oh, I'd like to see that. You probably would like to see that, wouldn't you? And, uh, which is uh, obviously a salute to its history of uh, mob affiliation. Uh, somebody else they think it could be is Johnny Pappas, who worked in the casino industry but had connections to the mafia. He worked for this Origin Corporation, which was a front for the mobsters, who owned four big Las Vegas casinos from which people skimmed the profits. And this guy, apparently, Pappas, kept a boat on Lake Mead. He disappeared in 1976 after telling his wife he was going to go to a restaurant to meet two men who were interested in buying the boat. Oh, that's not a good thing. <laughs> Three days later, his car was discovered with the keys in the ignition in a casino car park. What, you don't want the boat? <laughs> I'm going to see a man about a boat. Honey, are you sure about that? What have you been up to? Oh, they don't know nothing about my skimming the money. Yeah. Don't worry about that. Yeah. But, uh, they often do catch up to you. And you're right, they do. They do credit this Tony Sp Spilotro, who was a mafia captain in Vegas. And I guess the inspiration for the Joe, Pes the Joe Pesci character in the Martin Scorsese uh, film Casino from 1995. Apparently this guy was the, uh, the inspiration for the Joe Pesci character. Inspiration's so. a funny word. Spilotro. <laughs> <laughs> inspiration for a murderous psychopath. Yeah, apparently his favorite execution method was a shot to the head with a 22 caliber handgun fitted with a silencer. Mm. And then you got the barrel. And then you get the barrel. Right. Well, <laughs> the barrel. If, if Lake Mead drives up entirely, this would be highly entertaining. They think there were more gangland killings in Las Vegas just in the three-year period from 1971 to 1974 than in the previous 25 years put together. So I guess that was just a particular raging period to wipe uh, yeah. out. Then they had a they had a war. Wow. Probably. I don't know. It, I'm sure there's a book on that somewhere. I didn't realize it was that colorful. All right, more coming up. John and Ken, KFI. All right, on the subject of uh, national politics for a few minutes, I was laughing because uh, I guessed something and it turned out it was true. Um, one thing we learned today, Dick Cheney's alive. Dick Cheney, the former vice president, <clears throat> showed up to vote because his daughter, Wyoming House member Liz Cheney, is in a primary today in that state. Dick Cheney, she's 56. He must be in his 80s now, but he always had such heart problems. He's still plugging. Well, isn't he on his fourth heart or fifth heart or a mechanical <laughs> heart? Or... I, think he has. I think he has a guy following him around with an air pump with to pump? keep it going. Yeah. 
Yeah, I remember when even when he was VP, he had some. <laughs> yeah, well, he had a heart attack at 37. When I think it was Gerald Ford's chief of staff. Yeah, I know. I mean, he is he is ancient. But he's he's managed to hang in there. Or he looks really gray in this photo. Uh, the reason I was laughing, sort of, only because it's just a matter of perspective. She is the only member of the House of Representatives from Wyoming. That's it. They have one. They only have 580,000 people. But they get two senators. Yes. <laughs> that's, what's, that, what, that's what angers Democrats. Right. Those little states get two members of the Senate. Well, the one sen- member of Congress. The Senate is disproportionate. But that's on purpose, right? The founders didn't want the right. majority to engage in tyranny, right? Well, they didn't want the the, the big states, the coastal states, to with, dominate, with the cities right. to dominate because they'd be so out of touch with uh, the rural areas and the farm exactly. states. So right. it, it was designed this way. All this gridlock is exactly the way it was planned. Well, the, she's supposed to get trounced. Uh, her opponent is a Republican named Harriet Hageman. She's a ranching industry attorney, and she's got Trump behind her. And the last poll I saw, 29-point difference. Oh, she's going to get blasted. There were 10 Republican congressmen devoted to impeach Trump on the second round. Yes. And eight of the 10 uh, will be knocked right. out after she loses tonight. Four retired because it was clear. They knew it was coming. Yeah. And then another four went to the primary and got bounced. And uh, there's two left. Uh, one of them... Uh, the uh, possible new Speaker of the House, Kevin McCarthy, out of Bakersfield, he asked Trump to leave this other guy alone in California because they needed the seat. It was like a swing seat. And oh, he goes, I see. Oh, you just forgive him, let him go. So Trump hasn't gone after him, hasn't endorsed an opponent. And, uh, and there's one other guy who's up uh, in, in for election in November. There's only one out of the ten. Well, over 70% of the state of Wyoming voted Republican in the last presidential election. It is a very Republican state and apparently pretty pro-Trump. So Liz Cheney, uh, oh, I did you saw- see the Californians were giving her money? Oh, the Democrats. California sorry. Democrats were yeah, giving her money. No, yeah, it's, they, it's, it's, they think she's some kind of they, hero. They so. hated her. Everything she votes for, Democrats hate, and they hate her father. But because she stood up against Trump. They're, oh, they're yeah, showering she's a hero. money on her. But I was up in Wyoming just last week because one of my sons is is working up there. And uh, I just saw endless blizzard of signs for her opponent. Don't opponent. There were there were no Liz Cheney signs anywhere. I and think the were... other story worth watching tonight with the primaries is the return of Sarah Palin. She's running she's for- on the ballot twice in a special election to complete the term of former Representative Don Young. He died. And another for a full two-year House term starting in January. Are we going to receive the return of Sarah Palin to Congress? Um, I'm sorry. She was a governor and then, of right. course, a vice presidential yeah, she nominee. Was, she was never in Congress. No, she was never in Congress. Well, that'll, we'll uh, that'll be entertaining. That will be. And will Trump pick her as a running mate in 24? <laughs> you know, he You're would laughing. do that. What's that? That That is absolutely something he would do. <laughs> Maybe. If it's not JFK Jr. And he, and he would try to bit better down, too. Uh, speaking of Trump, we had somebody else arrested. This is quite a story. Uh, in Pennsylvania, they arrested a man who was enraged over the FBI search of Donald Trump's Mar-a-Lago resort. He had been ranting on social media. Here are some of the quotes. Come and get me, you piece of bleep feds. 
I'm going to bleep and slaughter you. His name is 46-year-old Adam Buys. 46. He's a self-described UX design leader, marketing ace, adventure photographer, and storyteller. Mm. He began posting violent threats just days after the FBI search of Trump's home. Here's another one. Every single piece of bleep who works for the FBI in any capacity, from the director down to the janitor who cleans their bleeping toilets, deserves to die. I, I guess you might arrest him for these. That's kind of uh, that's pretty direct. Yeah, this, you've uh, declared war on us. Now it's open season on you. I tell you this. In another post, he wrote in caps, "Hey, feds, we the people cannot wait to water the trees of liberty with your blood." Oh, good one. Water the I'll trees of liberty. I'll be waiting for you to kick down my door. Wow, the guy's a poet. You like that? One. What are the, the trees, trees of liberty, of liberty with, your, with blood? your blood? Hey, he yes. probably stole it, but it's still a very uh, graphic he had line. Been posting these things on some uh, gab uh, is where he posted it. Gab, the yeah, social I, network gab. A, you know that one? It's a, I've never is been that on. the dark web? Uh, it's the right wing <laughs> kook site. Oh, the right wing kook sites are uh, uh, Telegram, Gab, yeah. uh, Truth Social is Trumps. Yeah. And then there are these uh, like bulletin boards. The Donald, I think, is the name of one of the sites. And I, I've, I've, I haven't looked at Gab. I've looked at some of the others, and it is, it is quite <laughs> like your hair will fall out. I mean, you if want another these good people line? ever get out of their room and do something, we're all in a lot of trouble because there's a lot of vicious insanity. There's a lot of crazy energy out there somewhere. Another great one that he posted, I already know I'm going to die at the hands of these piece of bleep, child molesting law enforcement mm. S-bags. Mm. My only goal is to kill more of them before I drop. I will not spend one second of my life in their custody. Well, apparently got that wrong. I sincerely believe if you work for the FBI, you deserve to die in capital letters. Yeah, nah, he but... went on for quite a bit here posting. Yeah, no, a lot of it's just posting. Just mindless stuff. That's what I'm saying. It's like there's going to be a day, I think, when when these guys decide to get together and cross over. Oh, he really went deep. I threw away my 25-year career in software and marketing after refusing the vaccine Mm -mm. in order to pursue a career as an Internet troll funded by my own art. Why spend 500 grand on a Hunter Biden crack pipe doodle when you can buy real art for $20 and up? That's how he marketed himself. He also used an alias of Adam Kenneth Campbell and other postings. Good. Oh, there we go. That's another uh, one. Nab. That 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 FBI raid really shook the crazy tree hard. Because that's yeah, the, that's yeah. the third guy. Yeah, that is. Cincinnati guy uh, going after the FBI office. You had the guy who rammed the barricade at the Capitol in uh, D.C. Oh, was he linked to the FBI raid? Uh, yeah, I, 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 I didn't I know think, much about him. I yet. think he was shouting. Uh, oh, he was. I think okay. so. Yeah. Yeah, he killed himself. Yeah, well, that was a good idea. Yeah, I didn't know whether or not he was linked to the Mar-a-Lago or he was some other mission. All right, we got more coming up. Johnny Ken KFI, Deborah Mark, live in the 20... 20- oh, well, our, our creature lady's gone, but we have a couple of creature stories. One of them amusing, one of them, well, tragic. Uh, at the University of California, Davis, they have a huge aquatic research center. And uh, somebody slipped up and killed 21,000 fish. That's a lot of fish. They died from chlorine exposure. It was a catastrophic failure 
that shocked the researchers and will significantly delay their studies. Yeah, I think if you killed your test subjects, 21,000 of them, that might delay your work. Uh, they're still trying to investigate exactly what happened. The fish were found dead in several tanks at the Center for Aquatic Biology and Aquaculture. It's a big program. It sits on five acres, home to research. Now, the sad part about this is what they're studying is how to sustain California's aquatic mm. species. Mm. One of them, John, is that famous Chinook salmon that yeah, we've yeah. talked about over the years. Yeah, that's what, that's what denies us our water. Right. So they're in there trying to figure out a way how to sustain the species. And uh, Oh, I have an idea. Don't flood their uh, water supply with chlorine. Yeah, it's and you'll somebody, get you'll get somebody whole... turned on the chlorine tank full blast or something. I don't yeah. know what. Well, uh, they what, what, it's what... A, well, it's a chlorination system used to de de decontaminate mm -hmm. water with fish, what they describe as pathogens, and I guess um... it says there was a backup in the water line system, so the chlorine moved in the wrong direction. Oh, so it was no. supposed to go to a place that they needed the decontamination. Instead, it went, I guess, in their main main freshwater tank how would you like to come to work as one of the student researchers and all the fish are floating at the top 21, of the uh, tank? dead fish. what do you do with all that that's, that's gonna a, be a stink and you can't eat them it's a big truckload of stinking because fish they may have chlorine contamination you gotta, you gotta take them to the landfill it says here workers complete daily quality assurance on the pump and the water going through on the night before the loss the roughly twenty-one thousand fish had been checked on Overnight, however, enough chlorine had entered the tanks for there to be a similar amount to that in tap water. That's a dangerously high amount for fish. Fish are not supposed to be in even small quantities of chlorine in water. It damages their gills and their skin. And in this case, it was green and white sturgeon and Chinook salmon, which is considered endangered. Within 12 hours, almost all the fish were dead. Only about 100 survived. Now the fun story, I guess. Uh, apparently up in San Luis Obispo, they got a 911 call. And, um, well, they didn't hear much on the other end. They got a call from a cell phone in the Paso Robles area. The call disconnected. They tried to get in contact with the caller again. They sent text messages. No one answered, so they... I guess in San Luis Obispo County, maybe they don't you know, have a busy night. <clears throat> so they sent sheriff's deputies to check on where the call came from. And they got to a place called Zoo to You, a wildlife sanctuary and conservation organization. And they began to develop a theory that one of the monkeys named Root picked up a company cell phone off of a golf cart and started playing with the buttons. And somehow, either he hit 911 itself, or he hit, like, the emergency call button. Probably that. Yeah. Apparently, monkeys will grab onto anything they can and just start pushing buttons, like a little child. Sure. Just start playing with it. Were they sending emergency uh, police there all the time? They Well, I think it's the first time that the monkey oh. actually... Uh, <clears throat> Um, it says here it's not entirely clear if the, the monkey's name is Root. Root. He dialed the appropriate 911 needed to get to dispatch or if the monkey used the emergency call function. Did he say anything? No, apparently he didn't. You, know, you think he would have gone, ee, 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 or some, 
sort of tip off that he was. <laughs> I'd like to hear that reporting. <laughs> All right, you got uh, it's not enough that he can dial the phone. He's got to go e e e. Come on, that's what a monkey sounds like. All right, I'm just saying though, he dialed out. I mean, one step at a time. Right, he's got to talk now. All right, yeah, I, I'm sure the his, the rest of the monkeys were pretty impressed with just that. Yeah, exactly. Thank yeah. you, Tim. Right, right. Yeah. Yeah. it's top of the class. Right. All right, already. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Mark Thompson's here tonight. That's I, cool, I right? Heard. Yeah, yeah. Very excited. Um, and then we have a. Um, uh, California Power Grid is declaring a flex alert for tomorrow and ask people tomorrow, don't use electricity or water. Mm. So uh, other than that, you're right. Knock yourself out. Don't use water? Where'd you get that? Well, you know, with the water shortage, Burbank is uh, That's cutting not a flex Tim's alert. just piling on with the water. <laughs> yes, he's piling on. <laughs> They're asking everybody not to use anything tomorrow. But don't eat yeah. either. Yeah. yeah. Well, the food's too expensive. No electricity, no water. Yeah. I don't think it doesn't seem like we're going forward no, yeah. in society. These are tough times. A few years yeah. ago, we had it down. That's right. We had the water. We had the power. Yeah, now we got nothing. Uh, a couple was arrested for having sex on an amusement park ride, right? What kind? Uh, I, I <laughs> think just straight. The tilt-a-whirl. No. It's just straight. <laughs> oh. Oh, I don't know. So what kind of ride? Oh, I don't know about the ride. I don't know. Yeah, I, don't yeah. know. Yeah. I, don't know. I thought he meant what kind of sex also. I know. Yeah. Just the oh. regular, you know, yeah. I don't know. Tilt-a-whirl should be the euphemism <laughs> you know, for sex those, those now. Yeah, why not? Tilt-a-whirl with me. Yeah, <laughs> right, exactly. You look like the kind of person who likes to tilt-a-whirl. Like, uh, <laughs> it's, I, I, you know, you hope it's on the, the bench of a merry-go-round, you know? Mm. What's that one where you <laughs> no. go upside down with no gravity? or something? Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. yes. That the, would be uh, tough to pull off. Yeah. Bat, like Batman at uh, Six that, Flags? Yeah, that, that, would be that awesome. could get really dangerous. Or that stupid <laughs> boat that goes up and down. Right. That's a couple you want to be in the uh, on the roller coaster you want to be sitting in front of. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, really. You know what I mean? I could paint the picture for you. See if yeah, you're behind. Thanks. Oh, thanks. You pretty well got it. When the guy... Mm. Yeah. Whatever. Uh, George Norrie at, nine, at 10 o'clock. Oh, he's already looking ahead at George Norrie. Oh, Nori. no, he's giving up. We maybe, know he's... maybe at 9 tonight. He's yeah. done with the list. And World Bratwurst Day. So, oh, wow. there you go. Oh, it's important. Oh, it's, a, yeah. it's a biggie. All right. We got no, it's it's going to be horrible. Dom, Conway, horrible. Thompson, Grosher. Great Come show. on! What a packed this? house. <laughs> KFI, KOSDHC2, Los Angeles, Orange County, live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. Let's go! It's never been more important to diversify your financial portfolio. Well, that's right. The S&P is down 20% from the last year, and this year looks even worse. Gold and precious metals offer a hedge against inflation and stock market volatility. And Legacy Precious Metals is the company Ken and I trust. Protect your retirement account by rolling it into a gold-backed IRA or have metals shipped directly to your door. Call our friends at Legacy Precious Metals today at 866-691-2173. Or visit buylegacygold.com. Carol G. Juan Gabriel. Christina Aguilera. What do these three have in common? You mean apart from impeccable style, chart-topping canciones, and drama? Facts, yes, all of the above are correct, but most importantly, they're some of the biggest Latin icons in the world. And they're just a few of the game-changing Latin stars we're covering in Becoming an Icon Season 2. Listen to Becoming an Icon on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.